welcome to A Cup of Tea and E, a podcast of discussions that are just as vital as your daily cuppa. Welcome back to another episode on A Cup of Tea and E, guys. It's T here. Hi, it's E here. And today our topic is what do you think the world will look like in 100 years? Hmm, interesting one. <laughs> I was reading something and some people were saying that in a in 100 years or 1,000 years or whatever, Queen Elizabeth will still be alive. <laughs> and I was like, that is so funny. But yeah. That's so, she's never going to die. One trend that I've seen a lot of is health tech. So I think this is more of an obvious one that would probably be in the next 10 years or so. Um, but health tech and like having something that is, in, you know how wearable technology became really big in the last 20 years? Yeah. I think health tech will be really big in the next 100 years where instead of it being something that you wear, it will be something like actually in you. So you know how people yeah. got like microchips and- all Nanorobots. Nanorobots. Oh, yeah, that's what you're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah. So all of that stuff and like, you know, there's this, one, <laughs> there's this one story, I don't know how true it was, about a guy who put his Oyster card. So Oyster cards being like the thing that you tap on um, the ticket machines before you go onto a train in London. And he put his Oyster card in his arm. He got like the Oyster card chip in his arm. So instead of instead of tapping his Oyster card, he just taps his arm like a Power Ranger. I don't know if it was just an idea, but I just thought it was really weird. So I mm. think a lot of things that the way that we get to know ourselves, so like smart scales and how it tells you what's inside your body, I think you'll have something that's constantly on or in you that yeah. will tell you and like and like ring alarms of what's going to happen notifications yeah, yeah basically notifications of if you're going to go into a cardiac arrest or something like that and yeah then- or even 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 something more basic like just like if you need more vitamin vitamin c or if you mm. like have lack of protein or you know you'll just get a notification for that or if for, for example like you have a temperature or if your eyesight yeah. is a bit is like decreasing they'll just send you te- like notifications yeah like basically your phone is yeah exactly yeah yeah it's your gonna phone be like is going to be in you basically in you yeah exactly yeah, that's mad but I also think that it's it, that would be quite short term I reckon um because if you think about how quickly technology has increased in the last 10 years that's going to be available within the next 10 20 years in my opinion but I think mm. maybe fixing things so if so if we're talking about you get a notification if you're about to have a heart attack mm. that might be quite short term we'll see that but mm having a notification saying you're about to have a heart attack but we're, we're putting this in place so don't worry just sit down for a bit so they would actually yeah. fix the heart attack or like fix whatever's wrong the action behind the it action yeah. Behind yeah it. and then doctors would be obsolete hospitals would be obsolete like only major surgeries you'll have like something yeah you'll have like little robots around you this is so exciting <laughs> like robots around I mean, you. it's a bit weird but yeah i don't know how, i don't know how that will work with the nhs like i don't think the nhs can just be readily <laughs> available for like loads of pension streaming like but yeah I, I was gonna say the only like limitation i see with that is like the in terms of implementations i don't know if people will be so forthcoming to have that in them yeah. but then uh, I'm thinking maybe if it's going to like save your life in terms of like it's going to tell you when you're going to have like a heart attack or like warn you at least if like you're going to have a stroke or if something if there's some, some sort of imbalance in your body yeah maybe people will be willing to do it you know I think people do a lot more for a lot less 
like maybe having some some kind of technology within you is quite creepy but I've already seen you know um vitality mm-hmm. the, are they like the health health insurance yeah so I th- yeah, yeah, they, they are, yeah. have they have this scheme where you um you basically connect your Apple Watch to your um yeah thing and if you complete your 10k steps every day then your health insurance goes down so like didn't we talk about this before about your phone your apple phone like your apple watch or something like that being connected to your health insurance and how that's completely like we i'm sure we discussed this before or maybe i'm just having like some yeah so yeah maybe not on an episode that's basically what insurance companies are doing they're linking yeah yeah Mm. that's what i'm saying people are already doing it so i don't know if it would be a major stretch for people to be like oh yeah i'll just get that it's different because your Apple Watch is something that you just... So basically the Apple the Apple Watch is, is quite clever because it's transitioned from like an iPhone then to like slowly into a watch. And then now it's become this thing that you like use as part of your health. Mm. So the transition of it has been, you know, quite subtle. Mm-hmm. And you only realise actually how far we've come if you think back to maybe like 20 years ago when we didn't have that at all. Yeah. My argument would be what's to say that it can't be subtle in that you might have instead of an Apple Watch, you might have like a hologram on your skin. But not necessarily yeah. like on inside your skin straight away. It could be like an Apple Watch with a tiny projector and then you can still take it on and off. And then people will be like, oh, it's easier if I just like a tattoo. It's easier if I yeah. just put the tattoo on there and then it's there forever and then I don't need to charge it. I just just charges when I sleep and stuff like that. So I think that kind of subtle way that it will infiltrate into our lives will inevitably happen if yeah. the technology is available and if it's not like too expensive and too invasive but yeah. I think invasive technology is way like we as a society are way too far gone in my opinion um when it comes to saying no to invasive technology we're so on it like we carry around a literal tracker everywhere we go mm. and everyone does it yeah I don't know I think it's different because obviously with these technology like nanorobots you will have to inject something inside of you you it's not something that's just going to be outside of your body it's generally going to be inside it's it's, it's the, the term is transhumanism which mm. is like the you know the hybrid between a robot and a human mm. so that i think that is a bit out there and i do think that we ha- we we have people who will question that but yeah. you're right i mean the transition of it it could happen in a way like it's only you know, it will start as only just like a screen on your arm. Yeah. And then slowly, slowly, like there's always benefits and people will always want to be like, oh yeah, like, oh, I got the coolest I see, I see the, yeah. yeah, I see the benefit over the, yeah. you know. So yeah. Yeah. So I do think that people generally are going to become way weaker. So our muscles aren't going to be as useful as they once were. Like keeping fit and healthy is soon going to be, people aren't going to exercise anymore because you'll have something that will replace that for you. So there's this, there's this like well-known quote where from a doctor, if there's, if there was a pill that had the same effects of exercise, it would be the hottest commodity in in the entire world because it's so good for you. And I do think that in hundred years, I don't think it's out of reach to say that exercise couldn't be some kind of pill or injection or something um, where people are just doing it. So I I don't think that that strength and keeping fit and healthy is going to be much of a trend anymore. Like people that are rich are just going to be way more superior in terms of their um, health and physical fitness because they can afford to have all of these treatments. And it's kind of already happening as well, isn't it? So um, I think people generally are going to be weaker and less useful without technology. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, well, Rihanna. That, that, exactly. That just leads me on to gene modification. You can literally edit your genes. So like mm. if someone is, you know, less muscular or has like more body fat, you can literally edit that um, and change 
you know your appearance and change your mm. fitness etc but going further than that for example if you were to have a baby you'd be able to uh like see what your baby looks like before your baby's even born mm-hmm. or maybe like uh you know influence the eye color um skin color hair color etc stuff like that stuff that you know we don't have control over right now so yeah definitely that will happen it won't it won't be as much of a height really? to, to you think- go to the gym do you think that uh, designer babies and stuff would be short term or long term? I think that would happen in the next 10 years, 20 years. You can do it now. It's just unethical. Really? You, yeah, yeah, the science is out there. Like I was I was watching a documentary on Netflix about three years ago, maybe about how people um, do genetic modification. It's, mo- it's more of a thing in the USA. And people were like doing it to their dogs and stuff like that. And like Jeez. you can do it to fish. It, there's there's huge benefits because you can you can like cure stuff like cancer and deadly yeah, diseases and disabilities that improves quality exactly, of life yeah, yeah. Like, so mm. there are major major benefits but it's very very like yes yeah, messed up sinister and creepy isn't it yeah it's very george orwell um another thing that genetic modification can do you can improve your mood if you're having like, depression or stuff like that or like you have imbalance in your brain it's mad. just so it's mad like I I think genuinely that doctors and hospitals are not going to be as much of a thing I think it's going to be all about like tech experts so like mm. tech experts and they're going to be our newest they're going to be a different categories of them so like people that used to be doctors are health tech experts or people that yeah. used to be uh lawyers can be um ethical tech experts and like make all of these things especially if we're thinking about moving towards a more intelligent world of technology if we continue on the current path and it's exponential of developing like a a a conscious ai like a unified ai for everything um and it actually becomes as intelligent as the human race i'm not saying you know robots are going to take over because i don't think that's necessarily the case and i think there are so many people that are developing that would stop that and like science doesn't work like that it all needs to be peer reviewed and agreed upon um but i do think that if we get to that point what is the point of humans like what are we going to do well it's funny that you say you don't think robots are going to take over because some would argue they already have so like that whole argument is just really it's, it's quite I, you know. from what i i mean taking over as in become a an enemy in war yeah and I don't like know. wipe out the human population i don't know if that's yeah. necessarily realistic but i don't know stuff of like for example like genetic modification they can genuinely greatly help our society because stuff like for instance like ex- extinct animals and stuff like that scientists can gen- genetically modify those animals so that you know we bring them back to life so, you know, that could be the saviour of humanity. If you think back to Sea Spiracy, where we did the Sea Spiracy documentary, and it was like, you know, if if, if all fish are gone, mm. then, like, the human race is dead. Well, it doesn't really matter. If you've got genetic modification, you could just modify a couple mm. fish, and that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's true, it's true. I was thinking about this on a biological level as well. Like, you know how plants communicate with each other? I don't know what it's called but it's like something to do with biocommunication and how they can basically talk to each other in a very abstract way I think that will become much more explicit so vegetation will change completely um and there, there's been a lot of debate that I've seen about how vegetation will change because apparently if so there are some predictions that um insects are declining already yeah and they will like decline so much that things like flowering plants will no longer exist because they don't have insects to pollinate, pollinate them. Um, and 
I definitely think that if there are no flowering plants, what are the plants going to look like? Are they all going to look like cactuses or are they cacti or are they all going to look like, I, I just can't even imagine. I also think that they might change colour to blend into what they are. So if we become more and more centralised to um, cities and everything's grey stone or like red stone bricks and stuff like that, would plants then have to adapt and change colour to those colours because naturally they're green, right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what would happen or what they would look like. I can't even imagine it, but I can imagine it would be a huge, huge change to what we're used to seeing. I think rainforests would completely be gone by then um, and plants will have to thrive in cities and well-built up areas. Mm. I was going to say the point that I'm making about plants being able to communicate to each other do you think that it would ever get to a point where robots communicate with each other and like other intelligent tech humans communicate with each other and then plants then also have this really intelligent way of communicating and then they have their own kind of alliances and species where they want to thrive naturally because obviously that's 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 what plants do so instead of it being humans versus robots or humans versus tech it would be humans tech and nature all kind of fighting it out yeah, yeah. that's crazy isn't I don't it? know I mean I don't know much about plants so I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not gonna <laughs> on that but but in terms of the in terms of the tech side of things um like the fact that you know soon computers will be able to reach the computational speed of the human brain mm. if it gets to that when it gets to that stage there has to be some sort of boundary set so that whatever they do they do in favor of the human race mm. But yeah. but if they but if they get if they get so intelligent that you know, like they like out like outgrow human humans basically, which is what that saying is going to happen. Then you know what's to say that they they won't do that? Like they will just have their own their own like mind, so to speak. Yeah, but I don't even I don't know because I don't really even agree with that argument because I I just think like okay, but what would what what why would tech do that? Like why would robots do that to us? Like <laughs> genuinely, why would they want to do That's... that? What is the <laughs> I don't I don't really know I heard a lot about this debate like whether technology would surpass us intellectually and in like mm. in terms of intelligence and whether they would then kind of come for us there's a there's so much debate about it and there was one guy who I don't remember who it was now but he was like um one of the leaders in I think he might have been a lecturer at MIT or something and he specialized okay. in AI. And his whole thing was that, you know, people talk about this all the time, but they fail to recognize that scientists develop this, right? They have to develop it in a way that is safe for all of humankind. And this yeah. kind of technology is, we have, we have one thing that unites all humans, whether you're from China or Brazil or from the US. And yeah it needs to all be peer reviewed to make sure that it is ethical. And a lot of the science at the moment, because I remember le learning about designer babies when I was in school. So if mm. they're still not mainstream, and that was what, 10 years ago. Listen, there's a thing, there's a thing that um, I read somewhere, an article that literally David Beckham and Victoria Beckham did, did they designed, you know, their last baby. They, okay, they I know, that. but as in like, it's not mainstream, yeah. mainstream, as in people. It's not because it's expensive. So like pe ordinary people can't afford it. That's one thing that's not makes it not mainstream. Is in my actually, opinion, anyway, like people are actually doing it. I didn't even know people this. do it. If you have enough money and you you're in the right like country that allows it and that you know regulation, hmm. maybe that tears apart my argument because my whole thing was going to be about how oh this is what this guy said how like 
scientists won't let certain things happen and if they can foresee certain things there's a huge community that will have a lot of pushback yeah um i was gonna say there's a lot of risk um modeling involved but saying that we all know how much politics plays a part in science exactly and who listens, to, who listens to scientists anymore yeah it's true that's true that's a good you know thing. with the whole covid pandemic nobody listened to the science Every, everybody just did what they wanted to do like yeah. that's why i don't i don't really like buy that whole science thing another mm-hmm. thing i want to talk about is utility fog do you know what that is no oh my god it's so cool okay, basically <laughs> let me read it <laughs> Basically, utility fog, yeah, is like a fog of countless microscopic robots, which basically you can rearrange them into any configuration, like whenever you want, like instantaneously. Um, So like buildings can be constructed and then instantly like disassembled, like whenever. So like just imagine you're going to work and your house is there. And then like as you go for as you go to work because you don't need it anymore. So it wants to create space for other things. It will just disassemble. Whoa, that's like magic. it'll be helpful for society, especially with like globalization and uh, global warming, et cetera. And all these like, you know, we'll have to live on a smaller part of earth than yeah. we had to before. So that, that, that could be quite cool. That's insane. So cool. What the hell? Mm. Can you imagine if you like wanted to go, this is, this is another thing I was reading about physical internet. So mm. someone, I, I read this on the, I think it was the Institute of Physics or something. Um, and they were toying with the idea of having physical handshakes in a virtual meeting. And then from there, it developed into, this is one of their predictions for the next hundred years, the physical internet. So you know how we're talking like on Zoom? Yeah. It would be me actually traveling through. I think it might, maybe it's related to um, utility fog because you can actually transition from wherever you are, like teleporting. So you can transition from wherever you are into that place through a connection. So like through a physical internet um, rather than just like an image and sound and stuff like that. So that would be insane because that's like literally teleporting to different places. And then can Mm. you imagine the type of warfare that would come from that? If you can Mm. literally, if you have a strong enough connection, like a physical internet connection, you could invade entire countries it would be mm. a bloodbath like completely mm. in it that's mad it sounds like something from charmed you know when they like yeah <laughs> you know when they do that blue. F- i remember they charmed <laughs> they used to just like go into one room and then just somewhere else yeah <laughs> <laughs> you remember yeah no i remember that's that was such a good like. show yeah no it was great but yeah anyway no that's what it, that's what it felt like. and then and then the other thing that they were talking about was like several different possible futures so you know have you ever watched rick and morty yeah, I love Rick and Morty. Yeah, I love Rick and Morty. So Rick you know Morty's how sick. It's actually so good. It's just too good. So that you know how there's this one episode where he talks about uh what was it? So he he accidentally splits reality a bunch of times and then it's harder to get back into one reality because as they are um progressing, there's more chaos involved as the ta- as the timeline goes on. Do you remember that one? No, but yeah, carry on. So, I haven't watched every single episode. Okay, fine. <laughs> um so yeah so like the the idea of several possible futures in one in one um in different timelines so you can switch between different possibilities of your reality and then you can switch between realities I think I know it sounds like something so far away but if you think about how far we've come in 10 years or 100 years like ago how how unrealistic is it to believe that 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 might happen because that would be so insane can you imagine a reality where there is 
say there's a war yeah between like china and russia and in one reality china wins in another reality russia wins can you imagine how different those two realities would be from each other and can you yeah. imagine going into one or like choosing like imagine if you had the choice and you could choose which reality you wanted because at the moment everything's so like personal to us right so imagine our real lives could actually be what we wanted it to be and like personal to us so imagine yeah. i chose for like russia to win and i lived in that reality and you chose for china to win and you lived in that yeah. reality where would we meet like be? and then could we switch yeah. and then would we ever see each other again it sounds like a video game, to be quite honest with you. It sounds crazy, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I maybe see that in, like, like maybe, like, 10,000 years. 10,000? I don't know. Not in the next 100 years. Not in the next 1,000 years, either. Personally, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just... I don't know. Either. I don't know what kind of technology you would need for it, to be fair. So. Yeah, and I don't know how it would work in terms of, like, how can everyone have their own reality and still, like, how can society function as a result of that? Mm. but one 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 thing i do see like as a like a trend is that like slowly slowly in the future like tech will run the world it won't mm. be like government anymore mm. and i don't know how that transition will happen like slowly you can see it happening at the moment like with facebook yeah. and like yeah. you know silicon valley etc or elon how- musk being like quite a prominent figure that everyone knows and that he can kind of dictate yeah. how politics yeah. is didn't he run for president or something or he was backing someone that did? He, he backed was, Kanye he was backing or something. Kanye West, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I mean more in the fact that like, you know, Facebook was allowed to, you know, the whole Cambridge Analytica scan mm-hmm. and the whole like mm-hmm. the fake news and they nothing even happened to them. Like, you know, yeah. that that is kind of like already setting the precedence for how important technology is mm-hmm. over government, you know, and they basically rule governments. So I, I'll be, it would be really interesting to see like over the next 10, 20 years, how much that dynamic, if you like, mm. unvo- you know, un- like unravels and how much more tech will be influential in our lives as opposed to governments. Mm. And that's yeah. scary. I mean, not that I trust government, but I don't trust tech either. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like, the people that go into tech aren't philanthropists. Like Bill Gates only became a but philanthropist neither, afterwards. Neither are governments. But anyway, that's a different discussion um yeah that's true what will that mean for our future basically yeah whose interest will it serve and those people's interests i think the disparity between the rich and poor is going to be a thousand times worse it's going to grow inequality trust me because if you think about it 100 years ago like what the 1920s yeah okay that wasn't even that long ago but the 1920s you still you still had poverty right but the end of the day you still have no, humans. If- Everyone was still a human. Whereas now, if we're thinking about, what was it? Transhumanism. Yeah. If we're thinking about transhumanism, you're literally going to have a superior species. That's what I'm saying. That's literally. why that's crazy. And not only that is going to be the huge disparity between rich and poor, but things like travel are going to become way more extreme. It's no longer getting on a boat it's, it's getting on a plane or it's getting on a rocket ship to the next planet and things like that yeah. interplanetary sp- uh, travel is going to be big like in a hundred years i think we're going to be there it's 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 not even travel it's like things like jobs which literally yeah. directly impact your income rich people will be able to like literally download their education yeah. they'll be able to download the skills that they require because they can afford it whereas yeah. poor people won't be able to do that and they will forever be at a disadvantage like forget even like the genetic modifications that they can do to be superior 
I mean, we, we were talking about this with Amazon, weren't we? We were saying how the whole like introduction of tech has greatly impacted um, the inequality and it's just getting bigger and bigger because, mm-hmm. you know, people with low skills are being paid considerably, considerably less, mm-hmm. whereas people with like good skills, now their skills are keep improving because of technology. Mm-hmm. And I can see that happening like more and more and more in the next 10 years. Yeah. Not even necessarily good skills, but the right skills. Another thing is like life is obviously life expectancy is obviously going to grow. We're obviously going to mm. not, maybe not me because I probably won't be there, but <laughs> <laughs> like people, people will live longer, but their brains will have the potential to live forever. Like you can literally yeah. like download your, your, your thoughts and your mind and like yeah. to live forever in, in a machine. Yeah. So there was this idea about creating younger versions of yourself. And this was something that I read on I think it was in the Institute of Physics as well. And the idea is that you, you know, even if your body's decaying, as long as you can channel your brain into something else um, and have like a, I think a lot of this will be reliant on technologies like the cloud um, because it's already kind of going in that way where shared knowledge can be somewhere where you don't have to hold it basically. Um, And you just have, instead of having, instead of having a server, that holds all of your information you just you just basically switch on a pathway that pathway exists you use it to transfer anything and then the pathway is like available for other people so it's kind of like what you were saying with um the utility cloud where it's only available when you need it and then when you don't need it it's not there if i've understood it correctly if someone knows more about cloud computing then please correct me yeah um, yeah no that's that's the idea behind it i think yeah I think it is. So anyway, this idea of creating a younger version of yourself is basically immortality because you can have all of these versions that will preserve your life. Well, your brain. Your brain or your your sense of self um, without physically having to be there. And I think that's going to be huge because then you know how at the moment we have huge turbulence in geopolitics, say, for example, taking Hitler. At the end of the day, Mm. he had to die because he was a man. Mm. whereas if you have some some kind of technology where there is like a dictator in power and it then becomes a war of you know how technology how your technology is better than his so you can actually kill him then what if this person lives for way 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 longer and then the the impacts of their actions in in power is just way longer than you know most yeah. poor people wouldn't even be able to outlive that that's mm. crazy though Okay, well, we'll on see. a more light-hearted note, what do you think fashion is going to look like in a hundred years' time? Well, if we're going to be transhuman, then it's not really going to be fashion. Like, we're not even going to eat food. We're just going to need energy, and it's not going to be so much of a, you know, I don't think it's going to be so much of a thing. But having said that, actually, maybe it will be because the whole idea of capitalism is that they want to sell something to you. So maybe they'll make it like it'll be like what color like what color robot are you <laughs> like skins in Fortnite. yeah like you can change your skin color like you know power rangers and they, you have the yeah. different color power rangers i don't know or like you have some like accessories that you can put on mm. but yeah i don't think it'll be fashion per se i don't know what do you think i think the opposite i think yeah no as, as in the opposite of your first point because i think if if robots are doing all the mundane things then humans are then freed up to do all of the thinking and creating and art and music and all this other stuff so I think we would become a lot more 
I don't know, I'm, I'm predicting that we might become a lot more um, creative in our appearance as well. I also think that, you know how you see people wearing like traditional Indian clothes in London or traditional Nigerian clothes in London? I think that will become a much more widespread thing. People will wear traditional um, outfits of, of, from other people and it won't be so much of a thing because I think, you know, where we talk about appropriation, I think it's going to become too hard to distinguish what appropriation is. And then yeah. there'll be like these blends. So like, I would imagine that in one family, you might have someone who has really Japanese fashion and everything that they wear is draws from the Japanese culture. And then another person might have Kenyan fashion. So I think that would be much more um, fluid. Yeah. I mean, I think the idea was that if we become transhuman, then they will like you know the humans will be like a small sect of the population so majority of the people will actually be robots but yeah we'll see yeah, yeah i don't i don't i don't know how that will work like in even terms of still though they fashion. would like yeah but but even if you are transhuman you would still fashion has been here from day one yeah maybe like, i don't know i don't know like i can't i can't foresee like how all those cultures will be able to have like because like like I say, people, it, we will all be much more closer together than we have ever been. Not yeah. we, specifically me and you, because obviously we probably won't be there, but yeah. Um, or maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we'll so. be our younger selves. <laughs> oh, God forbid. But yeah. Um, can I just say, like, I probably think, I think the world will probably end before all of this happens. Yeah, same. I don't want to end on a bad note, and I feel like we're coming yeah. to the end of the episode, but I genuinely don't believe that the Earth will exist for real. Yeah. I think yeah yeah we're all gonna think so then so then give us a good thing that you think will come out of all this all the list like enhanced tech if you like I think food will be really cool because I, I watched this thing once where it was um so this flavored cup you put water in it and because your your sense of smell is so mm. much it plays such a huge part in your sense of taste you put normal water in it and if it's like an orange flavored cup it actually tricks your senses into thinking that you're drinking orange juice. And when people were drinking it, they were like, no, that's not water, that's orange juice. And they poured it out and it's actually water. So this was something that I don't yeah. remember who oh. designed it. And yeah, it was really cool. So I think, and that was ages ago. So I think food will be really exciting. You could eat anything that your mind could imagine. And even things like sushi. Um, mm. And when you have like one bite of sushi, there's so many different layers of flavors and complexities and, and stuff like that you, you wouldn't, you, you can't imagine would really be in one morsel. But imagine that times a million with tech. It would be like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory or something like that. It would be really, really cool. And I think people would get so creative with it and you could eat stuff that's really good for your body, but it would taste amazing. Mm, it's making me hungry. Yeah, See, same. If we're, if we're transhuman we're not gonna um food won't be a big factor like all we'll all like, i i always envision vis, envision this thing like we'll just have like one pill and that will be like our food for the day yeah but that's not but you're thinking that we're all going to be robots with no enjoyment in life like, i think I we're going to be but, but why <laughs> I do think because that. as humans because i just we... imagine that i'm being very negative yeah yeah, yeah yeah i do agree i'm being negative but that's just what i think <laughs> yeah no fair but 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 doesn't it make sense that if we've got all of the mundane things done for us, then we can do all the fun stuff? 
we can create and paint and there was something i, that I read about like, like energy that. Based i disagree paint. with that i do i don't i don't think like there's a saying that like if you're in holiday for like your whole of your life you will still terribly miserable just because you don't know the other side of life so you can't appreciate the good side of life yeah um but if, if you do you know what i mean it's, it's the idea that you have to have the not the bad because yeah like going to work is not necessarily a bad thing you know it's just a thing that you need to do but yeah the boring to then enjoy the other side of life I think because we'll have everything done for us entrepreneurism and all of this the creativity is going to stunt because there's no everything is already done for you there's no so much nowhere that you can really go I think the complete opposite I think if everything's automated you have time to think and do stuff and and I'm not saying that in terms of the food thing if you wanted to say you know you have to experience the boring to to enjoy the the more fun stuff then maybe it would be that we just have pills on a normal day and boring like food and then when we go out to eat maybe not pills but maybe like something that tastes of the flavor that you pick and you just eat it um and then when you go out to eat or when you go out to celebrate you have these really interesting ways of working yeah maybe but yeah Mm-hmm. but that would be fun so one thing that you think will change like in the day-to-day life um in day-to-day life I don't think we would go to the toilet anymore why no I think it would I think it's just such an outdated thing like why are we still all going I think where we would could, we go <laughs> I think it I think we could develop like back to the health tech stuff we could develop yeah. something that deals with all of that for us before it has to do Maybe. the whole old-fashioned breakdown, come out, that kind of thing. Maybe. Maybe it can just transpire from our skin. But yeah. That's very weird. <laughs> I like going to the toilet. <laughs> You're so weird. <laughs> it's relaxing. <laughs> no, don't you just think it's like, like even like, it's like showering. Like, do you not just love showering? I love showering. So like, yeah, I love showering. Yeah, it's just like, it's like me time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway. What, what's um, your day-to-day thing that's going to change? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Maybe like our interactions with people. Because at the moment we have to interact with people because we need things from them. Like if you go to the shop, you interact with the person because you need them to scan your food or whatever you're buying or like... Mm. You know, you go to the library, uh, where just 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 things that you need to do. I think the interaction with people will like it will dramatically change. We won't be in contact with as much people as 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 we are at the moment. Um, that's whether good that's thing. a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. I mean, yeah. COVID people would say yay. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably not such a great thing. Um, I personally really love people. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't always come across but (laughs) no I'm obsessed with people like I just love hearing about people's lives and their stories yeah same I was gonna say because if you think about work at the moment say if you're all on the same teams board yeah that person knows what you need before you need to ask them for it so we're already eliminating a lot of the chatter um exactly having to send that send that email to get something from someone because they already Mm. know what your goals are and what you're trying to do so Mm. yeah that's that's a good point our interactions probably change drastically Mm. we already see that with working from home because like that's that is like we've already dramatically reduced the amount of people that we see companies are saying like oh my god this is so efficient but like a lot of uh, from a lot of people that I've spoken to they don't like that because they like you know speaking to people and interactions with people and like having a joke in the office and yeah 
it's what makes the world go round. Unexpected, yeah, the unexpected. Yeah, yeah, I completely get it. Yeah, that's that's sad and nice. I don't know. I don't mean to put a sad um, thing on. No, I like it. I think it. I think it's more efficient, definitely. So it's good. But yeah, let's wrap this up. It's been quite fun actually. I had a lot of fun researching. To be honest, I didn't even research. I had this all in my head. (laughs) (laughs) All of this crazy shit. It's like I just think about this shit sometimes. Like. All right. So until next time, guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at a cup of tea and Um, And we would love to hear what you thought, whether you think that we are way off (laughs) or if you agree with any of any of them and what you think is going to happen in the next hundred years. And if you have any ideas for any future episodes that you would like us to record, then please let us know. We're always like open to new topics to talk about. We love to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and until next time, take care and stay safe.